0: Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome our guest today, Ali Maruyan. Managing Director of Coastal Grove Partners, a venture capital firm using a fund-of-fund structure. And they focus on tech startup opportunities in Southern California. Ali is with us here in the studio. Ali, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
2: Thank you, Charlie. Glad to be here.
1: Ali, uh, you were raised in Silicon Valley, so it's in your blood, uh, Venture Capital. You spent 20 years there. In yeah, venture 30. 30, years, 30 years, okay, uh, but 20 years in Silicon Valley yep. in uh, Venture Capital and family and working for a family office. Now you've been here for, in Southern California for about 10 years. You're a definite believer and proponent of tech startup venture opportunities in Southern California.
2: Very
1: much so. So give us a brief background of coastal grove partners will you
2: yeah um you you captured it perfectly we're we're silicon valley guys um we're not technologists or engineers um but you know myself I, i lived in silicon valley for a little over 30 years um it's hard to spend a significant amount of time in that region and not get exposed to tech my exposure and along with with my colleague our exposure really started with getting involved with advising some high net worth individuals in a family office group on their businesses they tended to spend a lot of time and like spending a lot of time up in northern california and in particular in silicon valley um and they would be making a lot of silicon valley uh tech related investments in early stage companies so that that goes back almost 20 years um so and we've we've looked at Roughly a little over 200 early stage tech investments over that time. Our CFO, um, she's dynamite. She's a career venture CFO for for tech VCs, and now we're we're really. Excited about uh, Los Angeles and, and Southern California. We we think here is going to be bigger than Silicon Valley, actually.
1: Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. So, tell us what were you seeking to establish or achieve when you started the firm and created your business model? Because it is a somewhat unique business model, I believe, for the venture capital world.
2: Yeah, it it is very unique. Um, what we're what we did with this with this firm and what we're we're doing is we took and looked at a lot of investments over again the course of the last 20 years in Silicon Valley. And there, with with the advising and consulting that we were doing on those investments, um, we had access to a tremendous amount of data of these investments. And one of the things that we were fortunate enough to be able to do is look at all these investments, aggregate them together, and then categorize them um, to see if we could identify patterns between the good investments, the ones that did really well, and also the ones that did poorly, and almost reverse-engineer that. And we looked at it as, can we develop a investment strategy based on the data that we know of what these investments led to and recreate that and apply it? Now, naturally, we can't turn back the clock and and go back 20 years to Silicon Valley. If we could, um, we believe our strategy would have filtered out a lot of the bad investments and increased the the quantity of of good and great investments. What gets us really excited is what we've learned here about Southern California, in particular in, in the greater Los Angeles area, is we're seeing the same things that we saw develop over 20 years in Silicon Valley, and we feel like it is that chance to apply that that investment strategy. It's almost like we're getting um, the clock turned back, and here's another Silicon Valley about to happen, and we have the insight to be able to apply the strategy uh, to the region and, and to this market.
1: You know, that's the first time I've heard that. Uh, Not the first time I've heard it from you, but the first time I... You're the only one singing that song that I've ever talked to. Uh, What do you see over the coming 10 years, for example, with VC investing, particularly here in Southern California?
2: You're going to see it mature. Um, One thing that we have to remember in Southern California, and I, I get this all the time, and when I talk to investors, and investors, whether they... Are investing in, have invested, have experience investing in tech or not, whether they have experience in investing in Silicon Valley or not, and whether they have experience in investing in in LA tech. One of the things that is common is everybody tries to compare tech ecosystems, in this case we're talking about Southern California and LA, with Silicon Valley. And that I think is a big mistake. Silicon Valley as we know it today is an ecosystem that has developed over the course of the last 50 years. It is a mature tech ecosystem, which, and by that I mean every component of the tech ecosystem is actually mature. You look at Los Angeles' tech ecosystem, the greater Southern California region's tech ecosystem, they've grown significantly uh, in the last seven, eight years. I mean, we, we look at L.A. alone. LA's tech ecosystem from 2010 to 2017 grow grew 12fold and it's still and it, today it's one of the largest tech ecosystems on the planet.
1: when you say grew 12fold that's in the amount of money that money they being
2: invested, invested. In, in these companies in, in 2010 it was it was just over 400 million dollars for the year being invested um, by the end of 2015. That number was approaching five billion. Uh, it's over five billion now, but you're looking at a short time period. It's it's still as an ecosystem. It's in its infancy stages. So although you're seeing the development of, for example, a good core group of early seed stage venture and financing infrastructure, um, the later stages are not there yet, um, and that's an opportunity. Um, for investors and and we took that into consideration and why we devised our fund um, the way we did is to create those follow-on investment opportunities in the later rounds that right now the the, the network for financing isn't isn't quite there yet here
1: you know what's interesting, Ali, is um, I, I attend a lot of conferences and when I do that, often there are institutional investors yep. there. Not 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 hedge funds seeking them, but the investors. And what I have heard over the past year, over and over again from these institutional investors, is that they need to create, generate a 7-8% to 8% annual return. Yep. They've got to do that because they've got to pay out retirees, etc. And that in today's marketplace, they have to take on more risk in the public markets than they're comfortable with because, with low yields, etc., uh, they're just not able to generate seven to eight percent without taking on significant risk in the equity markets. And yet, we're in the ninth year of a bull run, it's getting tired. Everybody sees that, they're very concerned about that, they're concerned about the risk. So, they're saying. We are looking more than ever at the private markets. We're looking at private equity, we're looking at private credit, and we are looking at venture capital much more than we have in the past. Are you finding that it's easier to raise money for venture capital opportunities?
2: Uh, Absolutely. Um, We know that a lot of the pensions and the institutional investors, they're actively pursuing uh, venture investments. Um, One thing you have to remember is that these big institutional guys, the pensions, and we've talked to a couple, they, they're they looking for safer bets that get those returns that you're talking about. They need the risk adjustment, but they also need to allocate vast amounts of money. Um, we had right. a great discussion with a, with a pension out in Texas and also another one out in, in Chicago. Um, they loved our strategy. It was exactly what um, they're seeking. Um, unfortunately, we are a very laser-focused fund. We focus on a specific geography. We focus on a specific set of technology companies at a certain stage, uh, meaning that in the end, to operate, operate our fund and, and be successful, we don't have to have a large fund. Uh, we're, our fund, the size, is you know, a small fund. When you look at and start talking to these pensions, they love that, the strategy, the size isn't something that moves the needle and and we didn't design it for for the pensions institutions what we really designed our investment strategy is to leverage the experience and expertise that we have and make a vehicle that works well for individual investors family offices the people that um, have maybe have the capacity and resources to invest Um, they just don't have the how Um, and that's what we're trying to solve
1: Okay. So tell us, what are the misconceptions that you see that many potential investors have in investing in venture capital?
2: Oh, wow. That's easy. That's absolutely easy. So, um, and again, I'm going to take it from the perspective of of family offices, high net worth individuals. One of the things that I think hurts the perception of how you invest in tech um, for this group of people is technology and new technology is in the consumer eye so much everybody hears and knows about uber everybody hears and knows about all these technologies so much of it is is consumer facing and what happens is the conception from the private investors standpoint um is that oh I'll just throw a few bucks in this and and put some money in that. And it's, it's truly a spray and pray, um, investment strategy. And that does not work. Um, I, I can, I've looked at, you know, well over 200 investments. Um, a lot of them took that approach. None of, none of those pan out. And, and it's, and it's unfortunate because, um, what I, what I really try to educate potential investors on, whether they're, they're interested in our strategy or in another strategy, is, is sometimes you have to understand that the capacity to invest um, is not just what takes place. There's a much more sophisticated process, a system that needs to be in place for the investments to have a higher likelihood of success.
1: I, I'm sure that is especially the case for venture capital. Here. Big time, uh, big time. Yeah, very much so. Ali, yeah. we need to take a short break. When sure. we come back, let's talk about what you learned by uh, evaluating over 20 years, uh, 200 plus different uh, projects, and uh, what you see as the keys to potential VC successful investing.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, so uh, we're talking again with Ali Marouyan, uh here on Strategic Investor Radio, the Managing Director of Coastal Grove Partners. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'll be right back.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, time for our tip of the week. What do you have for us today, Charlie?
1: Thank you, Paul. We're talking with John Kosar, Asbury Research. They provide research reports and market signals to subscribers. So, John, we're in July, and that's kind of in the middle of a sell in May and go away pattern. What pattern do you see going forward? kind of advice do you have for investors?
0: Well, this is one of the most interesting times of the year if you're looking at seasonality. And keep in mind, seasonality is simply statistics. We look at a certain asset, whether it's stocks or bonds or whatever it might be, and we see if during certain times of the year you might see price of the asset go up or down. So the first two weeks of July, which just ended, are seasonally the two strongest weeks by far of the entire third quarter in the S&P 500 based on data going back 60 years. From there, seasonally, again, this is 60 years of data and it's on average, you get a progressively weaker S&P 500 and that weakness actually accelerates through Labor Day and into the end of the month. So things really start to turn south statistically once we get into September.
1: What do you think that that means for investors? Do they sell or are they just more careful? What does it mean for?
0: No, I would look at this as a blinking yellow light on a dark road rather than a stop sign. We tell our clients is when you know there's a seasonal tendency for a certain asset to do something, take stock of what you have. See what indexes you hold. Are you holding the S&P, the Dow? And ask yourself the question, should something turn south here? should something turn the market where it starts to go down? Where do I want to get out or what do I want to put in place so I'm not making a decision when the pressure's on and I wait up some morning and the S&P is down 15 or 20 points or something geopolitically happened. So this is when you should really look at what you have and have an escape plan. Hopefully, you don't have to execute it, but this is when you should be planning for the worst and hoping for the best.
1: So, John, excellent advice Uh, for those who would like to know more. Where can they go?
0: The best place to reach out to us is go to our website. It's asbury.com. Research.com, A-S-B-U-R-Y, research.com. There's a contact tab there. Send that to us right from the website, and we can offer you some sample copies and give you a little bit of information about what we do for subscribers.
1: John, thanks for joining us today, and congratulations on that new granddaughter. Thanks, Charlie. Hello, and welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. Again, we're talking with Ali Maruyan managing director of Coastal Grove partners here in Southern California is here with us uh, in the studio so Ali let, let, let's uh, before we get to the question we talked about ahead of time and and, and by the way let's uh, thank you very much for joining us of the 250 interviews we have had uh, we've had one other on venture Capital and so we really appreciate the, the additional insight and direction on venture capital that you bring to us uh, in this interview here today. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So uh, tell us a little about the business model that uh, you have established. I know it's a unique there at Coastal Grove Partners.
2: Yeah. Um, what when we've been studying the L.A. tech ecosystem um, very closely since about 2010. Um, we were looking for key indicators. Um, we we felt that the ecosystem had a significant potential for growth. Um, and as we've seen that ecosystem grow, and I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, it's grown to well over a $5 billion ecosystem uh, today. And, and, you know, back in 2010, it was about $400 million. Um, so it's grown significantly. But one of the things that we've seen and that we really, really like is – as this ecosystem has grown, um, we're seeing the development of what we have identified as some core micro or boutique VCs. Um, each one of them is led by a great team of GPs. Um, the GPs are serial tech entrepreneurs, ultra-successful tech entrepreneurs. Um, each one of these firms is focusing on the greater LA region but they're focusing on companies that fall within their own domains of expertise um, and we've had a chance to in the last again seven eight years is build not only tremendous relationships with the GPS of these micro boutique venture firms um, really get to know them we've actually advised on some investments uh, alongside them and into their funds um, to give us an additional data point, to track their progress and what we believe the great opportunity here in Los Angeles is these micro or boutique VCs and you're talking each one of them are managing small funds you know roughly from about 10-15 million the largest one is you know a little over 100 million but we believe these guys are going to be the Sequoias the KPs of the future they're just in their startup stage right now so when we looked at the L.A. tech market, we were convinced that the L.A. tech market is a huge opportunity. We were convinced that it's it's growing. We knew we had to develop a fund. That is when we posed the question to ourselves. Do we now develop a strategy and carve out another niche within this market and compete against these other micro boutique VCs, or is there something greater that we can do and complement what they're doing. And that's what we chose to do. And that's why we're leveraging a fund-to-funds investment strategy.
1: I see. So it's a fund-to-fund of of these half a dozen or so different uh, other other VC funds.
2: You got it. Because what that does is it allows us to aggregate the expertise of multiple sectors. That becomes our risk-adjusted tier one of our investment strategy. Um, That allows us to quickly establish a large portfolio of the best deals coming out of the region across several sectors. As that portfolio develops, we also gain insight into uh, the higher-performing companies emerging from those portfolios. And what that spawns for us, which is what we're really excited about, is the proprietary follow-on direct Uh, investment opportunities into the greater performing companies emerging from those portfolios
1: okay so tell us here you've mentioned that uh, la is behind silicon valley undoubtedly ahead of other places but uh, is it number two in the country would you say at this point yeah you'll
2: you'll see la um go from you know in, in the last Two, three years go anywhere from like three to eight and that's really a there's factors that come into evaluating them uh tech ecosystems but for example um you know a company ipoing in early uh, 2018 versus late t- 2017 will have an effect but you're going to see la in in the ranking of the t- of top 10 for sure and you'll also see that um in just a couple of years ago, L.A. was actually ranked third in the world. It was actually ahead of Boston, which anybody you ask would, would be blown away. Yeah. Orange County, we're seeing something similar as well. Um, we're seeing the growth. Orange, just like L.A. is lagging a little bit, um, Orange County also lags uh, L.A. a little bit, but we're seeing that develop as well.
1: Okay, so it looks like you guys are well-positioned to uh, take advantage of those things here. Absolutely. So let's come back to our question here. Uh, You have vetted over 200 different projects from the family office side uh, investing into those projects, okay, or at least evaluating them. Uh, Just briefly, how would you you evaluate the potential of a a VC investment, and what, what are the key elements that you look at?
2: So our focus has always been on early-stage companies. We're talking pre-seed, seed, and occasional Series A. Of course, with any business opportunity and investment opportunity, you're evaluating all the key things. You know, is it, is it a large enough market? Is there any uh, defensible technology or IP in there? Um, you're, you're looking at all the things that you would look at any business. But specifically for these early-stage companies, you're really evaluating the people, um, the team that is going to be able to do this and the people associated um, to the startup company. um, Are there other investors? Who are they? Um, But really the founders, because early stage companies, chances are they are going to change numerous times um, before they get any kind of scale or traction or growth. And, there's certain people that are able to constantly adopt and pivot, and you know, that's a term you hear a lot with these, these early stage companies, and, and adjust. They have to be able to do that to sustain themselves, to have thick skin, uh, and to persevere. So um, we're really trying to evaluate the people and, and see if we believe this team is capable of that perseverance, assuming the business and everything, all the numbers. And, and, and the market makes sense.
1: You know, years ago, there was a, a magazine called success magazine, different than the one that exists today and it was for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It was a great article I read. I mean, this was 20 years ago and the guy who wrote it had, had done several, uh, entrepreneur endeavors, sold business, very successful. We would say today, you know, VC guy. And, uh, he said, most people think that the key to a successful, uh, startup company is the idea. Of the business. He said, my experience is that's not the case. The world is full of ideas that don't go anywhere. He said the key is execution. Absolutely. The key is execution. And so somebody walks in with a track record of, exec, of, of uh, executing effectively, you're going to have a comfort level and a confidence in them. Whereas they if they just say, you know, I, I had this dream one night, you know, I'm a postman on the side and I've never done anything uh, in this area, but I think it's a good idea. You're not going to become comfortable and confident in it.
2: Oh, absolutely. If if you were to ask me if I had to look at two um, similar companies, um, both at the same stage, um, both going after the same market, similar product service, um, and if one company had an inferior product service idea, whatever we want to call it, and a dynamite team, the other one had the noticeably superior product or service, but maybe the team wasn't as, as good. I'd bank on the first one. I'd bank, bank on the team with the inferior product because they'll figure out a way.
1: That's a great point. So moving on here, one of the questions we like to ask all of our guests, Ali, is what keeps you awake at night?
2: Oh, that's easy. Um, you know, we touched on this. I, I moved to, to Southern California in the summer of 07. I did not move here for tech I moved to Southern California because it's warmer than the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> that's, that's just honesty. Um, and it was I was here for a little bit, and I started picking up some things that reminded me of what I saw growing up as a kid, what I saw earlier and later in, on in my career um, that reminded me a lot about Silicon Valley. Um, I experienced firsthand Silicon Valley developing. Um, I never thought I'd see that again. Um, Not only do I think we're going to see that again, I think we're going to see something bigger than Silicon Valley come out of Southern California. That is exciting. Uh, That keeps me up at night.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's thrilling, actually, yeah. and uh, that's a positive thing. By the way, most people, we ask that question, they come up with negative things. That Earthquakes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, congratulations. that What keeps you awake at night is something positive here. Absolutely. So uh, second question we'd like to ask all of our guests, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
2: Oh, that's, a, that, that's a good question. Um, kind of goes back to a topic we just recently talked about um, and people. Um, the book is nothing to do with investing but i think it it is very applicable um it was years ago um it was a book by jack welch former chairman ceo of, of ge um book called winning and i was always fascinated by jack welch yes to me it just absolutely boggled my mind how could someone operate such a vast and diverse company and do it so effectively And so one of the things that really stuck out to me in that book, and he goes over in each chapter, different topics, regardless of the topic that he's talking about in every chapter, he somehow comes back to the people and he really is talking about how it's the people that make things happen. And there's good ones and there's bad ones. And he has different strategies with how to deal with each. Um, And that resonates really well with me because again, in, in the space uh, or the sector that we're looking at our investments, they're early stage. A lot can change with the business, but you're not going to be successful unless you have the good people. So that, that's a book I, I would recommend. If anybody's looking at, at early stage uh, investing in tech, just understanding people, I think that's, that's a tremendous book because it, even though it has nothing to do with investing, it's, it's very appropriate.
1: Asking that question 250 times, Ali, that's the first recommendation we've had of that book. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. So give people your contact information website uh, for those who would like to get in touch with you and know more.
2: Yeah. um, People can can visit our website, www.cgp.vc. More than welcome to send in an email to info at cgp.vc If anybody wants to reach out to me directly, happy to take any calls. Um, best number is 310 871
1: Okay, so final words for our listeners here.
2: Um, if you've well, at all invested in tech before or not, if it's something that you're curious about, um, if you're aware of LA's tech ecosystem and Southern California's tech ecosystem or if you're just simply looking to learn more, reach out to us. We can help you get educated. We're One of the things we're really trying to do is we, we want to be the voice for the, the ecosystem down here. We've we've done a lot of research in the last seven, eight years. Um, we're deeply ingrained in this market. Um, whether somebody is interested in, in our strategy or not, we still feel we have a duty to communicate and educate people on what we know and make them aware that increases the the likelihood of this ecosystem even growing further and and we're happy to to share our knowledge and 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 our resources with anybody that's interested
1: very good of you to make that offer Ali thank you very much and thank you for joining us today and enlightening us uh, giving us your insights in the uh, challenging world of uh, venture capital here in startups
2: Thank you for having me, Charlie. Appreciate it.
1: Again, we've been talking with Ali Maruyan, Managing Director of Coastal Grove Partners out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, They are a venture capital firm using a fund of funds structure, really focused on the tech startup opportunities. In Southern California. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. You're welcome to contact us at info at Strategic Investor Radio.com, and you can go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our 251 interviews now. Strategic Investor com. I'm Charlie Wright wishing everyone an enjoyable week and productive investing.